Between work, family, and life, going to the grocery store can be a major inconvenience. With ButcherBox, you'll be saving yourself precious time that's better spent elsewhere. ButcherBox offers 100% grass-fed beef, free-range chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Translation, no antibiotics or hormones are added to your food, and you can rest assured you're not eating weird chemicals. Plus, ButcherBox is a certified B Corp, which means they meet the highest standards regarding their social and environmental impact. Even better, your ButcherBox orders are shipped directly to your door for free. And you can customize your plan, so all you need to do is place your order and wait for exactly what you want to be brought right to you for free. They also have tasty recipes and cooking tips to make mealtime easier. We use ButcherBox at our house and we couldn't have been happier with all the delicious options. With ButcherBox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential. Three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com lisk and use code lisk to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Again, go to butcherbox.com lisk, L-I-S-K, and use code lisk to get 20% off today. Hi there, I'm Jordan Bonaparte, and on my show, Nighttime, I seek out and explore Canada's most fascinating stories. Nighttime stories are told using intimate discussions with those affected. They left you there. That was the last time anyone ever saw her. Jailhouse interviews with those held responsible. The context of that meeting would be some kind of mass shooting. And any other way necessary to get you to the heart of the story. You can join me by subscribing to Nighttime wherever you get streaming audio. Mopac Audio. Thank you for joining us on this special mini-episode of Lisk, Long Island Serial Killer. This past week, Suffolk County Police announced the identity of Lisk victim Valerie Mack, who'd been known, up until now, as Jane Doe No. 6. Here's Police Commissioner Geraldine Hart at the press conference. Thanks to the work of our detectives and our partners with the FBI, today we are announcing that Jane Doe No. 6 has been positively identified as Valerie Mack. Valerie Mack, who was 24 years old in 2000 when she went missing, was described as five feet tall and approximately 100 pounds with brown hair and hazel eyes. She was working as an escort in Philadelphia at the time of her disappearance and also used the name Melissa Taylor. Family members last saw her in the spring or summer of 2000 in the area of Port Republic, New Jersey. She was never reported missing. It is our hope that our efforts bring some sense of closure and peace to Valerie's family. With advances in DNA technology and through our partnership with the FBI's Long Island office, a genealogy profile was established, which provided Suffolk County police homicide detectives investigative leads to pursue. This led homicide investigators and federal agents to areas of New Jersey where they believed Jane Doe number six had ties. Interviews were conducted with potential relatives who provided investigators with additional DNA samples, which were processed and analyzed, leading us to determine the deceased woman's identity. This news has brought a wave of speculation, guessing, and questions, so we spent some time digging into what is known and what we could actually address. And here to speak on this is senior producer Shannon McGarvey. 
You might recall her voice from a few episodes, but Shannon's also worked tirelessly behind the scenes, tracking and monitoring all the information and people we've leaned on to make the series. Hi, guys. In the past week, Suffolk County Police Department has released the identity of Jane Doe number six, also referred to as Maynardville Jane Doe, one of the victims of the Long Island serial killer. As a refresher, while police were searching for Shannon Gilbert back in December 2010, the remains of the Gilgo Four were discovered. As authorities continued to search for more victims in 2011, they discovered the remains of six more bodies, one of whom was Jane Doe number six, who Suffolk County recently identified as 24-year-old Valerie Mack. Suffolk County Police Department is believed to be the first law enforcement agency in New York State to utilize genetic genealogy to identify a person in a cold case. This method, using DNA collected from victims and comparing it to DNA collected through sites such as 23andMe and Ancestry, was also famously used to identify the Golden State Killer. In the past week, with the release of this information, there's been a lot of speculation, questions, and guessing. And while we don't have all the answers, we do want to acknowledge this monumental break in the case and dig into what we've gathered from various news sources and without speaking to the family directly. Here's what we know about Valerie so far. Valerie was born in Elizabeth, New Jersey on July 2nd, 1976. She was adopted out as an infant to a family that she lived with until her parents both unfortunately died when she was in middle school. At that point, she entered the foster care system and ended up with a foster family out of Port Republic, New Jersey, a family that eventually adopted her. And her senior year in high school, she did have a son. After her son was born, she reportedly struggled with drug addiction and moved to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. But we do know that she would come back to Port Republic to visit her ex-boyfriend and her son, as well as her adopted family. So by no stretch of the imagination did Valerie have a normal, peaceful upbringing. Her childhood seemed to be very traumatic and tumultuous. So as we mentioned earlier, there have been a lot of rumors and speculations and questions about Valerie Mack, obviously where she was from, and any sort of possible connections to other cases or possible links to persons of interest in the Long Island serial killer case. So as best we can, we're going to attempt to address some of these questions, some of these talking points. That said, as best we can, without being able to speak to the family and only having the limited news resources that we've gathered. So one of the questions that has come up almost right after Valerie Mack's identity was released was, why was she never reported missing? Listeners to season one will remember that in almost every single case with the Gilgo Four, every single one of these victims' family faced challenges reporting their loved ones as missing. For example, 
when your daughter lives in Maine but goes missing in New York or in perhaps the case of Valerie Mack, when your daughter is from New Jersey, was last seen in New Jersey, lives in Philadelphia, but unbeknownst to them, goes missing in New York. I mean, that just poses a lot of challenges that most people couldn't even imagine. And without knowing if that's what actually happened, we can only speculate at this point. But there's also been some talk that her family was looking for her and they did try to report her missing, but ran into those challenges. They couldn't identify her. They didn't know where she was. And she did have this background of substance abuse. So who knows if law enforcement took it seriously or what hoops they had to jump through. There's been talk that maybe her family just thought she was a runaway and they hoped that one day she might come back. And unfortunately, that didn't happen. That said, they couldn't have imagined that she was in New York. What is her connection to New York? Was there a connection to Long Island? As far as we can tell, there is no definitive connection to Long Island. I don't think that Suffolk County has uncovered that yet. Again, we can only speculate But we do know that some sex workers work in circuits. They sometimes tour. It's more lucrative to hit up different regionalities. Sometimes your city, your normal working area gets a little too hot. Valerie was arrested three times in Philadelphia. Maybe she went to New York City to try out a different market or a different scene for a while. Or the killer could have come down to Philadelphia. The Northeast Corridor is a heavily traveled corridor between Philly and New York. And then from New York, it's an easy train out to Long Island. The fact of the matter is we don't know. There is no connection as of now between Valerie Mack and Long Island outside of where her body was unfortunately discovered. So Valerie was from originally, at least, Port Republic, New Jersey, which is about 20 miles, a little less than 20 miles from Atlantic City. A lot of listeners have asked if there are any connections between a series of murders in Atlantic City that occurred in 2006 called the Atlantic City Murders or the Eastbound Strangler Murders, where four sex workers were discovered in a ditch or a culvert in 2006. Suffolk County police are looking into any possible connection between the discovery of Valerie Mack and the Atlantic City Four. But as of now, according to SCPD, there is no definitive link between Valerie Mack's murder and those of the Atlantic City Four. That doesn't mean that these aren't related. They very well could be. But as of now, there is no proof that they are related. So another interesting point of speculation that we've heard a lot of talk about is that the working name of Valerie Mack was Melissa Taylor. There's been some speculation as to whether she was connected to Jessica Taylor. For a little background, Jessica Taylor was a sex worker who was working in the D.C. area and who left D.C. to come and work in New York City. Her partial remains 
were discovered in Manorville back in 2003 and then again on Gilgo Beach in 2011. Whereas Valerie Mack did use the alias Melissa Taylor while working, which is similar to Jessica Taylor, there is no link between the two of them, but there are some similarities between Jessica Taylor and Valerie Mack, who also was working in a different market and somehow ended up not just in Long Island, but specifically in Manorville, which has led people to speculate that a man named John Bitroff, a man convicted of the murders of two sex workers in the early 90s, might be responsible for the murders of Valerie Mack and Jessica Taylor. Although the assistant DA of Suffolk County has suggested that John Bitroff is Lisk, at this time, there is no definitive link between Valerie Mack, Jessica Taylor, the Doe's, the Gilgo Four, and John Bitroff. So obviously we don't have all the answers and we're working on some limited information, but the biggest and most important answer to keep in mind is that of Jane Doe Six identity, that Valerie Mack's family finally has some closure after 20 years. And the second most important thing is that as these details continue to emerge about her final days, it will hopefully bring us closer to finding out who the killer or killers are. So as we move into season two, we're hopeful that if they're ready, the family of Valerie Mack will speak to us so that we can keep shining a light on this case and moving it forward. Thank you for joining us on this special mini episode of Lisk, Long Island Serial Killer. To help others find the podcast, we'd be grateful if you'd take a couple of minutes to rate, review, and to tell a friend or two. And please stay subscribed and you'll receive more bonus content while we work to get season two out. For more information, including exclusive photos and videos, go to LiskPodcast.com. L-I-S-K Podcast.com. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.